and welcome to Constitution Corner. I'm your host, Robert Owens. Every time Joe Biden makes an appearance, he again brings into question his mental faculty. It's questionable if Biden can serve to the end of his term. In fact, a letter recently co-authored and signed by 124 retired admirals and generals states as follows. The mental and physical condition of the commander-in-chief cannot be ignored. He must be able to quickly make accurate national security decisions involving life and limb anywhere, day or night. Recent Democrat leadership inquiries about nuclear code procedures sends a dangerous national security signal to nuclear armed adversaries, raising the question about who's in charge. The flag officer statement about a letter from Democrat leaders being concerned about the president having nuclear launch codes is in reference to a February 22, 2021 letter in which Democrat members of Congress called upon President Biden to relinquish his ability to unilaterally launch such weapons. Perhaps Biden's puppet masters at the Council on Foreign Relations need to do a better job covering for him, otherwise the 25th Amendment will come into play, which is the point of this episode. The initial text of the Constitution as to presidential succession is found in Article 2, Section 1, Clause 6. It addresses questions about if the president dies or resigns, but it does not clearly make provision for who makes a decision about serious incapacitation. In James Madison's notes of the Constitutional Convention dated August 27, 1787, John Dickinson of Delaware, a member of the Constitutional Convention in Philadelphia, raised the question, what is the extent of the term disability and who is to be the judge of it? The question was referred to committee and it was never further examined. The issue gained further relevance with a few key events, including the assassination of President James Garfield, who was shot and then lingered for 80 days before dying, Woodrow Wilson, who suffered a severe stroke in October 1919, Eisenhower's heart attack in September 1955, and the assassination of John F. Kennedy in 1963. In 1967, the 25th Amendment was ratified, and here's how it works. If the president is removed by impeachment, illness, or death, the vice president becomes the president. If the office of vice president is vacant, the president appoints a new vice president, who must then be confirmed by a simple majority of both houses, not just the Senate. If the president voluntarily asserts a temporary incapacitation, the vice president assumes the powers of the president, but not the office of the presidency until such time as the president states in writing that he can assume the powers and duties of the office once again. If there is an incapacity of the president, the process is not initiated by the president himself, only the vice president may start the process of removal. If the vice president begins the removal process pursuant to Clause 4 of the 25th Amendment, the decision of incapacity can be decided upon in two ways. First, a majority vote of cabinet officers as established by U.S. Code Title V, Section 101, or second, upon an act of Congress, which would be subject to presidential veto, to convene a commission that would take the place of cabinet officers as referenced above. Immediately upon the vote of the cabinet officers, 
or the body established by Congress to declare the inability of the president to discharge the powers and duties of his office, the vice president becomes acting president. If the president does not contest this finding, the vice president assumes the office of president. If the president does contest the finding, the dispute then goes to Congress and they have 21 days to take a vote. A vote of two-thirds of each House of Congress is necessary to continue the removal of the president on that basis. It is important to note again that the process of the cabinet taking a vote or the congressional commission taking a vote can only occur if the vice president first initiates the process. There is no mechanism to compel the vice president to initiate that process. In the event of a mass loss of political leadership, the longer succession chart is spelled out in the U.S. Code at Title III, Chapter 1, Section 19. After the vice president, the office goes to the Speaker of the House, then the Senate pro tem, then to the cabinet officer, starting with the Secretary of State and ending with the Secretary of Homeland Security. In every case, a person in the line of succession may not assume the role of president unless that person would meet the constitutional qualifications for president as to age and citizenship. Don't just know your constitution, live it. This has been Liberty News Hour. Please visit jbs.org and thenewamerican.com to find more information about this topic as well as other critical information and please share this with others.